from the San Gabriel Valley Council of Governments. My name is Alexander Fung, and this is Connect SGV, a podcast for San Gabriel Valley and Southern California leaders to discuss emerging issues and topics. Today, we're very excited to have the Foothill Transit Chairwoman, um, Cynthia Sternquist, and the Foothill Transit uh, Executive Director slash Chief Executive Officer, Dorian Barnes, um, joining us today to share their insights on the agency's operations and the services available to the San Gabriel Valley residents. Um, thank you so much for joining us today. Happy to be with you. Thank you, thank you. So to kickstart our conversations, um, do you mind sharing a little bit about yourself and what is your connection to the San Gabriel Valley? Okay. Doran, go ahead and go first. Oh, well, all right. Well, Alex, thanks for the opportunity to be with you today. And um, uh, again, I'm uh, Doran Barnes. I serve as Chief Executive Officer of Foothill Transit, and I've been fortunate to be in this role since 2002. My time with Foothill Transit actually goes back to 1997 when I was hired as the Deputy Chief Executive Officer. Um, and in terms of my connection to the San Gabriel Valley, it really rests squarely with Foothill Transit. I grew up in Northern California and um, in the mid nineties, I was working for Ernst & Young, the accounting firm and consulting firm. And one of the projects I was assigned to was evaluate this new transit startup called Foothill Transit. And that was my very first visit to the San Gabriel Valley was to see what this new experiment was all about. And all these years later, I'm, I'm uh, very honored to be affiliated with Foothill Transit and uh, proud to continue to be a resident of the San Gabriel Valley. Thank you so much, Doran. Okay, uh, my connection to the San Gabriel Valley started many, many years ago when I started teaching in Arcadia. And I taught in Arcadia for about 12 years at Holy Angels Catholic School. And then after 12 years, made a move to the public school system. And I worked in South El Monte with the Mountain View School District. Uh, other connections are, I became a city council member 11 years ago. And with that joined multiple agencies as liaisons, uh, such as San Gabriel Valley Mosquito and Vector Control, the Sanitation District, uh, Definitely COG. I was president of COG for three years. So a lot of connections with the San Gabriel Valley and a lot of friends in the San Gabriel Valley also. Yeah, wonderful. Thank you so much. And so we very much appreciate your time. Um, so we'll dive right into it. Uh, our first discussion for today is um, for those who may not be familiar um, on the listener side, can you share a little bit about Foothill Transit? I'll take that one, Doran, if you don't mind. Um, Out of chair, please. <laughs> Foothill Transit is such a unique agency in that it is so forward thinking. And I've been a board member for almost nine years and an executive board member going on three years, I believe. But it's so unique in the sense that it is a public transit provider that serves the San Gabriel Valley. And it is, was established as Doran, I don't know if you mentioned that Doran, but in 1988, as a result of local efforts 
to ensure that transportation investment within the San Gabriel Valley existed. And some of the things that are unique about Foothill Transit is that it is governed by a board of 22 San Gabriel Valley cities, three Los Angeles County districts in the form of a joint powers authority. So it's similar to COG in many ways, how the cities come together and govern. So I think that's probably something that if you weren't familiar with Foothill Transit as a governing board member, you wouldn't really know. So I think it's pretty unique. Yeah, I think that that spirit of cooperation, that spirit of community focus, it, it really does run back to our, our origination. Um, it was the leaders in the San Gabriel Valley that came together that wanted to be able to control, not control, but to be able to shape and to focus and, and really target the services that Foothill Transit provides to make sure that we're meeting the needs of the community. And uh, much like the Council of Governments, being able to do that, being able to bring uh, you know, fabulous local leaders like Cynthia together who really understand at the ground level what's important to their community and then to build that into the regional system that we operate. I think it just makes us so much stronger and, and so much more valuable for the community. Thank you. And when you get so many elected officials together in a room that are unique to the San Gabriel Valley, the focus is just on the San Gabriel Valley and those ideas you know, it, everything starts with an idea and then they blossom and pretty soon we have some really wonderful things in place and Foothill Transit is one of those. Thank you so much. And we can really see it's both of your passions um, working with Foothill Transit and um, it is truly a great agency to work with. <laughs> I can say it from the Cox perspective. <laughs> it is. Um, so can you share a little bit more about um, Foothill Transit service area? Sure, Doran. Well, in, in terms of our service area, um, as Cynthia mentioned earlier, the, the core of our service area are the 22 cities in the Eastern San Gabriel and Pomona Valley up to the county line that have come together to pool their powers to create Foothill Transit. So that really ranges from Claremont and Pomona to the east, um, moving out towards Pasadena, um, El Monte, South El Monte as our Western boundary in terms of the members of the JPA. If you look at our reach, though, it goes beyond those 22 cities. And of course, the county of Los Angeles also encompassing all of that. But our reach goes broader. Um, we have services that reach into Montclair, where we connect with Omnitrans. We have services that reach into Orange County, where we connect with the Orange County Transportation Authority. And perhaps most importantly, we have a tremendous amount of services that connect into downtown Los Angeles. And it's that connection that allows people to travel from the Pomona and San Gabriel Valleys into downtown Los Angeles that really make up the backbone of, of our overall services. Our job is to be that regional connector, to connect all of those communities together and to link with other partners in the region. And at the same time, support some of the local transit services that are operated within cities that again, creates this mosaic of mobility. At the end of the day, what, we, what we're trying to do is link people from the places they are to the places they need to go to make their lives better. And so that's really how we fit into the transportation network and to the region. And it's really great to hear. Thank you so much. So aside from providing bus services, um, what work are you doing directly in partnership with San Gabriel Valley jurisdictions? I think especially because 
I'm going to call us the premier public transit provider. Um, getting people safely and efficiently to their destinations, whether it be their jobs, uh, classes, medical appointments, visiting a friend, whatever it is, it's always been a goal of Foothill Transit to be a good community partner and partner with many agencies that we can to, to help provide really great service to our riders. Um, one of the things that we did that showed what a great community partner was, is that we put our heart into opening, operating and um, transit accessible COVID-19 vaccine clinics. And we did that on the weekends at the Covina Transit Center. And it was done in partnership with the city of Covina Albertson's pharmacy and countless volunteers from the COG, um, FTA access services and offices of many Congress members, state legislatures, Alley County supervisors came out and council members from various cities. So you really saw the presence of people that are engaged regionally in the San Gabriel Valley and local leaders who really saw this as a great opportunity for the communities that Foothill Transit serves. And it, it just showed that we really wanted to do whatever we could to help the um, agency and the communities, of course, and everyone recover from the pandemic. And that being the goal, it was really quite unique and actually a really beautiful thing to see. I was out there volunteering as Dorian was and our many of our COG members and really saw just how unified the San Gabriel Valley is and what a strong voice we are. So the San Gabriel Valley is you know, on top of things and Foothill Transit makes sure that it is. So I think that's pretty cool. And I think, you know, related to this whole COVID situation, and Alex, you were out there helping us as well. And we thank you for joining us for those uh, vaccination clinics. You know, COVID has certainly dominated uh, so much of the work that we've done, not just in transportation, but uh, the, the many activities COG has underway. And it seems like no conversation is complete without uh, uh, touching on COVID. It's been very real. We, we've actually really tried to lean into the COVID situation in terms of the service that we provide out on the street. And I think if you think of a typical scenario where COVID occurs and people are, are staying home, many people are staying home, they're not traveling, the logical thing to do would be, or, or one might logically jump to the conclusion that if fewer people are riding public transit, we ought to be cutting back the services because fewer people are riding. But given the role that we play in terms of helping people reach critical destinations, whether that's getting to a medical appointment, whether that's getting to a critical job, maybe at a hospital or a medical facility, maybe stocking the stores at the grocery, the shelves at the grocery store, all of those things are really important to the community and COVID has shown that more than ever. So we've actually been maintaining above 95% of our service levels, even though ridership is down. I never ever thought in my career that I would put forward marketing materials to tell people don't ride the bus. But we literally put out marketing materials that said, we're here for you if it's, a, if it's an essential trip, 
We want you to ride if it's an essential trip and we want you to stay home if it's not because that's the best thing for our community. Um, so it's those kinds of responses that we've, we've really tried to lean into in terms of, uh, of the pandemic and the results of the pandemic. In light of or in spite of or in the face of the pandemic though, we've also continued to do a, a, a lot of other projects that link us to the communities. And I know Cynthia, one that, that you've been particularly instrumental in leading has been our Mount SAC class pass program and our, our linkages to our colleges. And that might be another one to highlight just to show how we're, how we're connecting with our communities. Yes, how, how long ago was did we start with Mount SAC, Doran? I think oh. maybe nine years ago somewhere in that ballpark it's been a, it's so. a little while yeah <laughs> and it, it it just came as an idea because i was driving my son to mount sac and he was a late bloomer as far as um in many ways but her <laughs> braxton's gonna appreciate you saying that <laughs> yes i'm sure <laughs> he wasn't um driving at the time and definitely i don't think i would have let him drive from temple city to mount sac i had driven that area and got off on Grand and saw what a nightmare it was to, to, to do that. So I followed the bus for a few weeks and thought this is a little bit um, daunting to do. And um, being on Foothill Transit at the time, I thought it would be really great if we had some type of program with the colleges, especially from students who were coming from the west side wanting to go east to Mount Sac that could prove really viable. So at that time, um, Doran, our um, deputy director, we went out to Mount Sac and met with the president, um, Dr. Scoggins at the time and kind of pitched this program and it all started from that idea. And now it is one of our um, most traveled lines right Doran I mean we get more ridership from that program than anywhere else so it really has spread out and other council members have gone out and spoken to other colleges Citrus College and others and it's just expanded in the San Gabriel Valley so much so we're really proud of that program it's amazing to hear thank you so much for sharing um switching gears a little bit um You've mentioned COVID uh, and would you mind expanding on some of the major challenges that Foothill Transit is facing right now and um, how is the agency addressing those challenges? Well, if you've ever driven on the I-10, you know that congestion is a challenge for all of us and it's no different for um, Foothill Transit as a major critical corridor for all our bus service and, you know, needing to try and provide efficiency with getting people to where they want to go. That area is an enormous challenge. And I think it remains one of our top priorities. And Doran, maybe you can share some of the things that what um, Metro and Foothill have been discussing and working on. Yeah, one of the one of the projects that we've been partnering with with Metro on and that we're really excited about is the are the proposed changes to the way that the um, high occupancy toll lanes are operating on the I-10 corridor. And uh, starting next year, Metro is planning to make some changes to the operations of those lanes, which for us will allow our buses to move through the corridor more quickly. 
if we can move through that corridor more quickly, get folks into downtown Los Angeles quicker, that's gonna make using public transportation even more attractive. That in turn gets cars off the road, that reduces traffic congestion. It has some, some real positives. So, you know, as we're looking to the, to the future and looking to the, the, you know, the world beyond COVID, we're thinking a lot about what does that look like? How do we create mobility solutions? How do we make transit even more attractive? And how do we use our, our existing resources more efficiently? We're not gonna build more highway lane miles. I mean, it'd be nice to say, boy, we're gonna double deck the I-10 freeway so we have more lane miles and less congestion. Practically, that's just not, that's not economically feasible. So, you know, what we're trying to do is work with our partners and we're, you know, we're always one piece of the puzzle, but how do we help use those regional and community assets to improve mobility and do it in different ways than we've done in the past? Thanks yes. so much. Okay, and um, looking forward to the future. So as the leaders of Foothill Transit, um, can you speak a little bit more on the goals that the agency hopes to accomplish over the next couple of years? Sure, I think that one of the things this board and the staff do under Doran's leadership is the they have this huge commitment to always making improvements in providing service for the agency. And we just launched it at Foothill Transit, the Foothill Transit Forward, and it's a comp comprehensive operational analysis that will allow us to do, take a deep dive into a system-wide assessment on opportunities where we can Im improve. And sometimes when you're very close to things, you sometimes don't see what is right in front of you. And sometimes it takes that deeper dive from other people to come in and take a look and help you with that. And I think we are all very much looking forward to that assessment, especially in a post-pandemic time when this has been such a change for everyone in the entire world. So the lens that we looked at prior to the pandemic, just as an agency, is much different than the lens that we're looking at through now. So I think it's really important for us to adopt and change as you know, issues face us, such as the pandemic. And I think the landscape of the San Gabriel Valley is ever-changing, especially now with laws such as SB9 that was recently passed that is going to eliminate R1 zones. I mean, it's, it's just changing all the time. So those are challenges that Foothill Transit will face also with providing services to more dense areas. And I, I'm so, you know, I, I'm really excited to hear Cynthia talking about that effort because it is customer focused, it is community focused. So that's where we start with everything that we're doing. Another area that is, is community focused, but in a different way, is our effort to advance zero emission vehicle technology. And, um, you know, it's about getting people where they need to go. That's the Foothill Transit Forward project that Cynthia was talking about. Um, it's also about utilizing and working with new technologies. We were the first transit system in North America to deploy a heavy duty, fast charge transit bus, electric transit bus. Um, that bus launched in Pomona in September of 2010. And 
here we are all these years later, continuing to work with this technology and explore ways that we can deliver service to our customers and to our community and do it in a way that is environmentally conscious, that reduces environmental impact. We've learned a lot. We've shared a lot with the industry. We have a lot more still to learn. And we're continuing to look at really two technology paths. We're looking at buses that are powered off the electric grid but also zero emission buses that use hydrogen and hydrogen fuel cells to generate electric zero emission power. Um, the board under Cynthia's leadership has just uh, awarded a contract for our first group of hydrogen fuel cell buses. Those will be here next fall. And uh, we're really excited about adding that technology to our zero emission fleet and continuing to be a leader in that space. So there's a, there's a lot happening. It's, an, it's certainly an exciting time. And Doran, I have to ask you about your backgrounds. I see those very nice looking double-decker buses over there. Do you want to share a little bit more on that as well? <laughs> well, again, a, uh, an industry first and uh, the San Gabriel and Pomona Valleys have led the way. Um, Foothill Transit is the first tra public transit system in North America to take delivery of um, zero emission battery electric double-deck buses. Uh, we have two of those that have uh, have arrived here, and um, uh, you'll slowly start seeing those in service. Now, they are two out of our full fleet of 370 buses, but again, it's part of our effort to pioneer the technology, pioneer the zero emission vehicles, and also at the same time, create a different kind of ride experience. Um, so far, the response from the community has been, uh, has been really positive. People see those double decks, and they make a big street impression. People that have had a chance to ride, particularly in the upper level, you know, you get to see see the community from a whole whole different vantage point, quite literally, and um, that response has been great. So we hope that um, you know these these two will be the beginning of additional vehicles. This certainly gives us a chance to pioneer the technology, not only on behalf of our community but on behalf of the transit industry. I think also from just being excited about seeing a double-decker bus is that, you know, I, I see just like the oohs and the ahs from the children that were able to ride on the bus when we first got them. And it's just so neat. And I think, you know, transit is such a, a great place for people to think of careers and especially women, because there's not enough women in transit. So I'm just gonna put that plug in. Um, if you go to a conference, a transit conference, there's lots of blue and black suits and ties, but not a whole lot of women in dresses or, or even suits. So um, it's really exciting because some of the little girls were like, I wanna be a bus driver and drive a bus like this, or, just interested in transit because it was something so new and something so different and the experience was just so unique. That is amazing to hear. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, so switching gears a little bit again, can you share a little bit more about the fare passes and um, tools that Foothill Transit is offering at this moment? Go ahead, Doran, everyone loves a great sale. <laughs> Everyone loves a great sale. Well, and, and um, uh, really to, uh, to encourage people to um, include transit as part of their routine as we you know, kind of slowly transition out of the, the COVID pandemic, or at least we hope, um, we have this summer been running our first ever pass sale. 
Um, all of our past products have been on sale at half off. Now that only goes through the end of September, but the community response has been really positive. And uh, we certainly encourage folks to, uh, you know, to think about what their travel patterns will look like as we, as we continue to move forward. And hopefully, like I say, as COVID becomes less and less of an issue, certainly fingers crossed on that. Um, we do have some other, other things though that we're looking at going forward. And one of the things that our board's going to be considering are some different types of passes. Um, one in particular is a proposal for a 10 ride pass. We've never had that before, but as we think about people's, again, people's commuting patterns possibly changing, you know, we do believe that some of our riders who perhaps used to ride into downtown LA every single day of the week, because that's what their commute pattern looked like, you know, in the future, they may only travel down two or three days a week. And so the 10 ride pass gives some flexibility that we haven't had in the past. We're going to continue to look for ways to, um, you know, to make our past products attractive and to encourage people to use the services that we operate. I think also one of the unique things that uh, Foothill Transit does to partner with its member cities is we offer a BSEP program, which is the bus stop enhancement program. And that allows um, members to be able to get a grant to enhance their um, bus stops. And uh, it, it's pretty unique. And I believe each city that applies can receive up to $30,000, Dorian. Is that the amount? I believe, I believe. that's and amount, yeah. Right, and one of the unique things about that is Foothill Transit does not own the bus stops. It's actually the cities where the bus stops are and where they're located. So we have this grant program that actually will help the transit riders have a much more comfortable waiting experience while they are waiting for a bus. So it's a pretty unique program and we encourage all our local um, member cities to apply. That is great to hear. Oh, that. and it's up to $40,000. 40, oh, My mistake, up to $40,000. Wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, as we wrap up today, um, what is something that you wish more individuals knew about Foothill Transit? What? Should I take that one or start with that? Sometime? Oh yeah, we can yeah, both share I, that. I think, you know, one of the, one of the things that um, I think many members of the community, when they think of Foothill Transit and the services that we operate, um, again, a traditional business model often might come to mind. Um, you're paying a fare, you're getting a service, and um, the, the cost of that service, one might think, is being covered by the fare that's being paid. Um, we're really not... A, a, a business in that traditional sense at all. We're really a public service in terms of what we do. And our job is to provide mobility, to improve people's lives throughout the, the region. And the way that we do that is with funding that's provided by all of the taxpayers of Los Angeles County. Um, about 90% of the operating funding that we utilize comes from regional sales tax revenues. And we're able to use those uh, sales tax revenues then to provide the services that we provide, to provide the mobility options, the congestion reduction, all the things that come through the program. So in many respects, the people that write our services are incredibly important to what we do. We wanna make sure we're serving them well. 
we want to make sure we're serving all of the taxpayers of the region well, because ultimately that's where our funding comes from. And it's, it's that goal of providing uh, that, that better public good, that public mobility that we're really focused on. Again, that's why it's so important to have local community leaders like Cynthia and, and her colleagues to be able to make sure we're directing those use of public resources to the best places that we possibly can to serve the community. So again, I think that's something that, that folks on the surface may not recognize, but definitely is an important part of how we, and really all of the transit operators in the state of California are funded and structured and the role that we play. And also another thing I think a lot of people don't know is that Foothill Transit contracts for its bus drivers and um, maintenance workers. So our bus drivers have a Foothill Transit uniform on, but they are actually paid by two different contractors, TransDev and um, Keolis. So that's pretty unique also. Um, and I think a lot of people are not aware of that. Thank you so much. Um, well, we're extremely thankful for our speaker's time today, and we very much admire their dedication and passion um, to serve our community. Um, do any of our speakers have any final remarks before we sign off? Uh, Doran, go ahead. Well, I, I think there's a, uh, just a couple of things. Um, you know, we're certainly, as we are participating today in the, in the um, uh, a virtual um, uh, event, if you will. Um, having information available is, is absolutely critical. We would invite everyone to visit our website at foothilltransit.org where we have schedule information, information about the system, upcoming events and activities. Um, it's a great resource. And one of the things that I think has really helped our customers and helped the community is that we have real-time bus arrival information available as well. So if you're unsure about you know, when that next bus will come to the bus stop, we now have the capability to help provide that information. Again, all of that's based on our website. For those that are interested in our Foothill Transit Forward project, our, our look at planning for the future of the Foothill Transit system, uh, we do have a, a special website set up for that. It's foothilltransitforward.com. And there we have uh, information about our planning efforts, ways to participate in surveys, ways to give us feedback. And again, it's that community feedback that ultimately is so important in shaping what the future of the system looks like. So um, we, we definitely wanna be that, uh, that mobility provider and, and help enhance the quality of life for everyone here in the San Gabriel and Pomona Valleys. Right. And uh, most of us as um, staff and elected officials have been on numerous Zoom meetings throughout the past 17 or 18 months. And all I'd like to say is as the pandemic continue, as we continue to recover from the pandemic, come Zoom with us on Foothill Transit bus and not virtually. Come for a physical ride and we'll go Zooming together. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, thank you very much for tuning in tuning in to this episode of Connect SGB. And for more information on the San Gabriel Valley Cog, our projects or Connect SGB, please visit our websites at www.sgbcog.org. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Alexander.